Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. And welcome to your Tuesday, March 9th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. Uh, a day later, and the Flyers will be back at it again tonight, this time against the Buffalo Sabres. Yesterday, not a single team in the East Division played a game, so the standings have not budged. That's rare for this year with a condensed schedule and everything else to go a full day in between games, and nobody in the division played, let alone played each other, and adjusted the standings by virtue of exactly that. So as it sits, the same as it was yesterday. The Islanders sitting in that top spot in the East Division. The Caps, who the Flyers lost to on Sunday, holding down that number two spot, two points back of the New York Islanders, Bruins, and Pittsburgh Penguins, are tied with 29 points, although the Bruins have played two less games than the Pens, and the Flyers, who were two points behind both of those teams, have played two less games than the Pens as well, and the same amount of games as the Bruins. Please try to keep up here. Uh, I know it gets a bit confusing. The opponent tonight, the Boston, or the Buffalo Sabres, ooh, Freudian slip there big time, through 23 games, are 6-14-3, and, and holding down the bottom spot in the division. Flyers have lost three of their last four, uh, but they're back at it tonight and taking on Buffalo before Washington comes back to town. And we'll see them on Thursday and Saturday at the Wells Fargo Center. Fans will be back once again tonight. And uh, that will be a welcome sight for the second time as we are right uh, on the eve of the last time the building was full a year ago, back on March 10th of 2020. But let's get to my conversation right now with our feature guest. It's Ian LaPerriere. We talk about the power play. We talk about the penalty kill. We talk about some individual players. We break it all down on this episode of Flyers Daily. And he joins us now. Lappy, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. All good. No problem. How about you? I'm doing good, man. I imagine for you as a coach and, and the players and everything during that COVID postponement period, that, that had to be uh, something that drives you crazy as an athlete. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm not, uh, I'm not the kind of guy who likes to stay home and don't do much, you know, and uh, we had to. We had to uh, just stay and wait to see what was going to happen. And, um, you know, you, you try to get into your routine, the regular season. I know we all know this year is a different year for everybody. Forget about sports, just in the normal world. But when we got back at it, we're just excited to get to be able to do uh, – what we love to do, and it's to um, you know try to figure out stuff to uh, to win games every night. And when we had to be on hold a little bit, was kind of uh, you know we're going a little bit crazy. But now we're back at it. We're pretty excited about that. Well, you get back at it. Let me ask you this: as a player and as a coach, almost two answers. They, they may be very similar, but you guys, NAV talked about it. You guys had six games in nine days, and in all his yeah. years of coaching. Um, he had never gone through that at the NHL level. First of all, from from a player's perspective, explain why six games in nine days is, is so brutal on a player. Because it it there's just it's almost like you never get let up for air. You're being dunked under a pool. I would imagine. Yeah, it's hard because you know some guys don't play that many minutes, but they they still have to go through the same routines. You know, their warm up and going to the rink and going to bed like uh, late at night after the game because you can't sleep and. You know, it takes its toll, but at the end of the day, every team, everybody has to go through the same uh, same thing because of COVID. But it is it is hard on players, and um, you know, coming back from a nine day road trip, and you know, you play the next uh, you know one day uh, the next day, 
it's uh, it's not easy, but uh, nobody can use that as an excuse because everybody is going through it. And again, it's uh, they need they just need to find ways to uh, you know hydrate themselves properly, eat the right way, and also on the coaching side, it's hard for us to to work on stuff that we'd like to work in practice because we don't practice. We only like today. It was a day off. Tomorrow we gotta. We're going to go on the ice a little bit for 20 minutes, and it's just more like to get the guys loose and go back at it tomorrow night and to have a full practice. And it would have been stupid. You know, you're just trying try to save the energy for your players, and it's um, it's hard on players and it's hard on coaches too. Um, let's talk about the, the games over. You know, last time, since the last time we spoke, um, the process of the team uh, looks far different. You guys look like you're having a lot more – Offensive zone time, you're getting more shots. Not that I, I you know me, Lap, I don't use shots as a barometer to anything no. other than zone time. I don't time. either. Yeah, I mean, I'm to me, it, it's it's fool's gold. You know, to me, it's about quality shots. And, like, I watched that game, the, the game against Tuesday, last Tuesday against New Jersey, or against the Penguins that you guys lost. And you outshot them 42 to 27, I think it was. But I didn't walk away from that game going, Tristan Jari stole that game. It, there was a yeah. lot of shots, but there wasn't a ton of high danger chances in there. But the shot totals are up now, but the result is not what it was before. So how do you kind of balance the two to get the most out of your team and, and get points in the standings? Yeah, I'm with you on that. I don't really look at chances. Like, uh, I shot, sorry, I look more at chances. And uh, you look at our game last night, you know, I'm, I'm thinking the first period, I, I thought we were the better team out there. And, uh, yes, you know, we had more shots, but they were quality shots. And uh, we came out with a one nothing lead there, and it's something that we get a belt on. And, and it's more like you can shoot from the outside and not creating much. Yes, it, it looks good on the on the on the board there, but it's more like that we got to go back to play inside the dots and driving the net and going for rebounds and creating chaos in front of their goalies. And there's no secret. You can you can work on you know you can talk about system all day, but if you don't do that, those little things, going to the net and look for rebounds and scored or dirty goals that you know that uh, like JBR this year that's all he scores his goals he's got seven goals right in front of that I think he's got nine goals this year eight goals but um, seven of those goals he's right around the net and uh, creating chaos and going for rebounds and that's what as as a staff that's what we're we're pushing on our players and uh, just to go to the net and um, you know after defensemen all the the other teams D turning and uh, that's, that's what we've been uh, pre- preaching on. Lappy, I imagine in your career, this is probably kind of the evolution of the modern-day goaltending throughout your career. So i got to ask you this question because I get this question a lot when we open up the questions here on Flyers Daily. You know, why do they overpass? And I, my explanation of it is, hey, goaltending is so good right now. If it's a clear-sighted shot, it's, it's not likely to, you're not likely to score in a lot of situations. You have to move the puck east-west. You have to have that creativity. You have to open the goalie up by moving them side to side. Um, did, did that kind of change during your career? Where uh, there was a point where it was get get see puck, get the puck on that, crash hard. But now it's got you got to be more creative, and you can't just shoot the puck because you have it in what you deem as a, a clear a clear line to the net. You got you got to be creative now, don't you? Yeah, you do, but it's there's a fine line, like you know, like uh, when to shoot, when not to shoot, and we, we you know, we're telling we're telling our players to make plays, but uh, again, it's easy from us from the bench and from the fans and from you from watching up there, but the game's happening so, you know, so much faster than when I played, 
and um, and stuff like it. Sometimes I'm like, you should have shot that one, yeah, but you didn't see a stick was in the way, and you look at the replay. Like I got a great example, like against Pittsburgh, I think it was the first ship or second ship of the game for Connecty, and he came back to the bench. I'm like, Kiki, here, shoot that, and he's looking at me like I got three hands, and I look back in between periods, and fair enough, he made the right decision because the D had a stick right there, and if he shoots it, the D's gonna block it. And again, I agree with the fans when they're saying sometimes we. The players try to be a little bit, uh, they're looking for a perfect play, which is not out there. It's rarely out there. Uh, but they see stuff that we don't see, and we try to help them to make the right decision. But we trust our players that they're trying to make the, the winning play that we like to call. And sometimes it is shooting with a purpose, not shooting to score, but shooting with a purpose, right? Yeah, you shoot for the far pad when you see a middle drive or you see a, a double drive that we like to do, you know, just for a rebound. You know you won't score. But if you see a guy going on your left side that's driving the net, you're kind of trying to make a pass off the goalie sh- uh, off the goalie's pad. And uh, it works a lot of time more than people would think, but uh, that's why we encourage players to make that read. If you see it's a clean two-on-one, you can make that perfect pass that you like to make. Be my guest, do it. But if there is no play there, put it far pad, and maybe your partner is going to get a rebound. Yeah, a P.O.P., puck on pad. Uh, let me ask yeah. you about Joel, Joel Farabee because he's a guy that's not having a problem finding the back of the net. And Lap, he looks so different in his ability to finish this year at the NHL level. He had eight goals in 52 mm-hmm. games last year. He was in good position to get a lot of goals last year, but just maybe, you know, that's a rookie in the NHL. It's not easy to finish in that league, but he put the work in in the offseason, and his finish ability is, is through the roof right now, leading you guys in goals with 11. Yeah, and uh, you know what? You look at the kid even last year, and he's a hockey player. He loves the game. He's a rink rat. He likes to be at the, at the rink. He loves to be on the ice, work on his skills. And, and he just put, like you said, he did the work this summer. He put, the, he put some weight on. He still has room to do that, but that's going to come with maturity and age. And uh, But he's got the mind, and we said that last year too. Like, as far as uh, I ranked them, like Coots is uh, hockey IQ-wise, you got Coots, Oscar, and and then Joel, you know, and that's a that's a pretty good compliment for for at his age especially. And he does have that, and he just needs a body. And you see it already this year; the body's coming to his, uh, uh, you know, to to um, his maturity. And uh, next year he's going to get stronger, and he's only going to go, you know, in the right direction, uh, mature maturity wise. And he's um, he's a hell of a player, and he's feeling it now. You see him on the ice; he makes those little plays that he's got that swagger going and. And it's, uh, it's great to see young guys taking that, uh, that that next step in his career, and he's making us a better team. Uh, Lappy, a couple of your guys had very long layoffs in, in Oscar Lindblom and even longer for, for Nolan Patrick, both for different reasons but health-related. What are you seeing out of their games here as as of late? I know it's you know there's a, an adjustment period, getting back in, getting to a rhythm, re, you know, reacquiring your skills and the confidence in them for a period of time. But what are you seeing out of those two players' games of late? You know, they they have good games and bad games, good shift, bad shift. It's consistency is such a big thing in sport. And those two guys, like you said, they've been they've been through so much in the past year plus. And uh, Patty's been hasn't played a regular schedule in a long time. And, and Oscar, what can I say about Oscar? What he's been through, and um, it's it's a matter of I think they're both of them, and I talked to them too. They're in their heads a little bit, you know. You want to be the player you you were two years ago and last year, but they've been through so much that it's it's hard. It won't come back overnight. 
and uh, they just have, I just had that talk with Patty today, just work hard and trust your instinct. He's too good of a player that, you know, you know they always worry about goal scoring and getting assists and creating offense, and it's part of their world, I get that, but at the end of the day, when you're, you're in your head too much, it's uh, it's only going to hurt you. You're going to play slow. And today's game, you just can't think too much. You just have to play and let work hard, play hard, and uh, your DNA is going to take over. Your instinct is going to get back. And, and I really believe that they're on the right track because they realize it. And you sit with those two kids, it's not like they're, they're pushing back and they're like, no, you're wrong, I'm playing great. They know. They're smart kids. They know what the standard we're, we're expecting of those guys playing, and they know their own standards. You know, they, they want to be the players that they weren't. They know they can get there, and they, there's no um, they're not blind about where their game's at right now. They just need to uh, again to work hard. Don't think too much. Stop thinking. If you think at this level, if you start thinking on the ice, you're behind the play. And I, I feel like when they're down their game, that's that's what they do. They think a little bit too much, and they stop skating. And, and right now, they, they just need to you know, trust their instinct and just uh, play hard. Yeah, I feel like sometimes I can see a player thinking because you can see that it's just not happening fast enough. It's not instinctual <laughs> knowing uh, where your line mate's going to be or where you need to go or, to, you know, but you got to control what you control, and that's the details of the game. Uh, let me ask you about uh, the special teams because the power play and the PK, they, they've been up and down. They've had points this season where both have looked good, uh, but is the lack, the lack of practice time, I imagine, is a nightmare uh, trying to dial in a PK and trying to crank up a power play. Um, but how do you, how do you kind of fix it when you don't have that luxury of practice time? Yeah, lack of practice time and, uh, you know, like losing uh, so many guys uh, during the COVID uh, little slump that we went through for two plus weeks apart. But again, I go back to every team's going to go through the same thing. We have to find a way. And that's our job as coaches when we sit, we sit, we talk about PPPK every day and we try to uh, look for answers. And that's our job. You know, coaches are there to not to find excuses. We're there to find uh, answers. And uh, I feel like PK did a hell of a job against Washington yesterday. And um, the power play, we could have a couple goals yesterday. You know, we went 0 for 4, 0 for 5. But it's a matter of uh, having building confidence on those guys on the power play. And, you know, like, you know, you look at Jakey, you look at G, they, 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 they prove, they're proven power play guys. And we just need to find ways to get their confidence back and everything should be fine. Is it one of those things with, with the lack of practice this year that uh, you, if you get a couple, you can really ride the wave of confidence more than in in seasons past? For sure. I think it was PP and PK. You know, you, totally you, shut down a, you shut down a team like Washington, it builds, it builds confidence. You shut down, you know, like a Buffalo tomorrow. They're the third best power play team in the league. You shut them down while guys feel confident. And same thing on the power play. You score, they have the ninth best PK um, team in the league tomorrow well you score against that team you know you did a pretty good job against a pretty good penalty killing team and, and it's all about confidence it's it's sports though. it's life you know you feel good about yourself you're going to play better and that's where again that's our job to find answers for those guys and to um, to make them feel comfortable uh, comfortable and um, I'm, I'm, everything's going to be fine yeah well you guys don't get two days off again until april fool's day <laughs> and april 2nd so <laughs> Uh, it, it's a it's a crazy schedule. Seventeen games in the month of March alone. Lappy, thanks for doing this, providing uh, the, the answers to the questions that a lot of us have, and, and you did a great job as always. We appreciate it. We'll talk soon. 
All right. Thanks for having me, bud. Take care. As always, special thanks to Ian LaPerriere for joining us on this episode of Flyers Daily. He can speak to it from a coaching perspective and from a playing perspective and the differences and the subtleties of this very unique season. Not that he went through a season like this because nobody has until now, but as a player, he can look back and kind of realize, you know, what some of the the areas of effect would be on a, on a player, and he obviously is living it as a coach. You can speak to that as well. So uh, great to talk to him as always. Flyers, Sabres tonight at 7. Join us at uh, 6 o'clock on 97.5 The Fanatic for another episode of Flyers Weekly leading into the game. And uh, we'll break it all down tomorrow on a brand new episode of Flyers Daily. Thanks for listening and enjoy your hockey tonight. <laughs>